When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe, spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. Nomad, Nomad, can you give me guitar lessons? Can you teach me how to play the guitar? No, I won't, but this episode's guests will. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube, 28 some odd thousand Twitter followers, 144 followers on Instagram, 302,000 followers on Facebook. My goodness, this man, Marty Schwartz with Marty Music, has indeed gone viral with guitar lessons. But the question is, folks, how did he do it? Well, there's no secret sauce. There's no formula. He just put in the time, hard work, perseverance, discipline, diligence brought him to the point where he is today. And let me tell you, he has a knack for breaking things down in the most simple, easily digestible manner to teach anyone how to play just about anything on guitar. I am here today with Mr. Marty Schwartz, YouTube guitar educator extraordinaire. Oh, please stop, stop. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> um, so listen, first of all, Marty, this is the coolest man cave uh, I've been in <laughs> uh, and since mine. All <laughs> right, yeah. No, all, this is with awesome. With all due respect, yeah. Yeah, and we just did a live stream for your YouTube and Facebook channels. That was super fun, man. That was awesome. First of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for being there. Amazing. And thank you for being a guest on The Career Musician. Yeah, you know, we... we uh Scratching each other's backs here, right? There you go. Yeah, like we're that. actually killing two birds with with, with, yeah. with one stone. Yeah. So although got, I don't like to kill birds, no, I don't either. Yeah. I don't like no no animal <laughs> killing here. Uh, yeah, man, it's so fun. I mean, just being able to get to do what we do, and and I mean, literally, we just jammed and talked guitar for the last few hours. So. I mean, what's we, wrong with that? Right. We can't take it for granted. We are blessed, truly. For sure. Um, and, you know, just to recap, we met at the Guitar Lesson Conference. Yep. Uh, hosted by Guitar Ninjas, Mr. Yep. Jason Land. Yeah. That was a blast. Now I have a younger brother 
who uh, is a, was my first guitar student. His name's Zach. He's oh. been in some videos with me, but that's how I met Guitar Ninjas. It was actually through my brother, Zach. Gotcha. So he's got... Well, Zach's seven years younger than me, but Zach is up in Orange County, and he knows some musicians and stuff, and there, he has a buddy that, that has his own music school as well, not oh, Guitar Ninjas. Oh, wow. And so, like, through that connection, basically, is how I met Guitar Ninjas, Guitar Ninjas. for that thing to that. pop up. But, yeah. Man, you know, networking. I, I, I was networking. In, in the industry, it's so small. You know, everything's connected somehow. It's Actually, like- yeah, I do have an interesting thing about that and is related to my buddy Elliot Yamin. But what I told him is because the world keeps getting smaller and smaller in the music world because you were like, oh, Jason Eskridge. And right, I'm like, yeah, right. that's my friend. Right. But, what Nashville, I, yeah. but what I told uh, Elliot, and I think you can relate to this, is that if the music industry, whatever that is, hasn't spit you out by the time you've been doing it as long as you and me, then it's actually really small. That's right. It actually ends up, you actually end up knowing everybody because if you haven't been spit out, man, then (laughs) you you haven't quit or, or, you know, (laughs) if you haven't quit or or given up or just been spit out, then you do end up knowing everyone. Like, it's so so weird, some of the connections. Like, you, well, Jason Eskridge knows so many people that now I feel like it's not that weird to... To meet someone and they know Jason. But how about this though? We we know Jason Land, guitar Yeah, we yeah. know Jason Eskridge from Nashville. Yes, we know Phil, Filthy Philip Lassiter, right? Who's associated with Elliot Yamin. Yep. I mean, and that's and just you played with American Idol. I played with American Idol in two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your association there. I mean, there's so many connections. Oh, and by yeah. the way, you said that you uh, have done some work with Taylor here and there. Yeah. Tim Godwin is a, a good friend as well. Uh, you know of yours. Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Me too. So. I love that guy. Yeah, it's all full circle. Yeah, Tim Godwin uh, is my introduction into Taylor Guitars. Okay. Uh, he, he, yeah. That's who I met, um, and it turns out that we're neighbors. We're not next-door neighbors, but we're, um, he lives the next street up from me. How awesome but the weirdest is thing is we met at the NAMM show, then we right. met maybe two more times in Nashville, and I feel like it was that third time in Nashville where it was like, oh, I live in North San Diego. And he said, oh, I do too. And I said, oh, I live in this, on this street. And he was like, oh, I live right there. And <laughs> so we, we've barely seen each other in the neighborhood. But, uh, but it turns out that we're, we're actually neighbors. But anyway, awesome dude. Incredible. And, you know, I, always, I say it over and over, but hey, it's a new day. I think Taylor Guitars is really lucky to have Tim Godwin working with him. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So yeah, let's so, talk about you. Please. Yes. So please. first of all, brief history. What inspired you? Now, I, I spoke to your dad, but I want to hear from yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I what know. I was there. <laughs> I was there. What inspired you to get into guitar? I, from what I understand, you kind of got into it later on in, 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 in the life pattern. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, it was definitely not a childhood music prodigy by any means um i got a guitar when i was 13 and i just you know got taken to the guitar shop and the teacher had no interest in it getting me excited it was just right out of the mel bay book which tends to be more of a tradition back in the olden days like like think of a proper piano lesson right it's like a torturous uh, experience. I mean, people relate to their piano lessons as torture sessions, right? right? So, like, I went into this guitar lesson when I was 13, and it was not a torture session, but in the same regard, he, he didn't show me Iron Man or Paranoid or a power chord or an ACDC song. 
he didn't do any of that. And so I was like, oh, it's not for me. You know, it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. And so I didn't, it didn't stick. Uh, but then later, senior year of high school, a bunch of my buddies were actually already really good at guitar. Hmm. And they were just cool. And, and I felt a little left out. So I wanted to kind of be a part of that. And so I first, uh, I just bought a $20 harmonica and figured out a little bit, a couple of blues licks, and was able to jam with, with those same friends like on harmonica, right? So that was kind of my foot in the door. And then by doing that, I was like, oh, just show me like two chords on guitar. Just so, you know, when people are plugging in or tuning up or whatever, I can grab a guitar and play two chords. I'm not gonna be a guitar player, but just, I'm curious. Sure, sure. Oh shit, this wasn't as hard as I thought. Okay, show me a third chord, you know? And nice. so it's just in the process of hanging out with my high school buddies who I still play music with some of them. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, I'm still friends with all those same people. One of whom's sitting right yeah, here. Yeah, we Mr. got one Marcello. right here. Hey. Hey, yeah. back there in the he, corner. He, Mark uh, is hanging out right now, but we, you know, he was here hanging out for the live stream that, that, That's right. that you were on with me. Um, and he is one of those friends. So I just kind of learned casually from friends. But then when I realized, oh, damn it, this isn't as hard as I thought. Uh, you know, as the bad experience I had. And I've told that kind of story in different versions along the years. Sure. Like the crappy teacher and then just having fun with friends, you know. Right. And right. so once that happened and I realized, oh, uh, it's coming supernaturally to me all of a sudden. And then also gr 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 girls liked it. I want to rewind and say that's a huge motivation. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is true. It is true, you know, getting the, the you know, finding your angles and stuff. Yeah. You know, but um, I just felt like, oh, my God, it's not as hard as I thought because I'm just learning it in a fun, casual way. Right. And I'm learning, like, stuff that I sounds familiar right away. Like, I could strum two chords of a Rolling Stone song, like, and go, oh, okay, I recognize that. I get it. But it's, it's easy. Yes. I'm not doing anything hard. And then from there, it's like... It's just like any obsession or addiction. It's just, I just kept taking a little bit more. And it's also part of the concept of how I teach is just tiny new little things every day. You just mm -hmm. keep adding tiny little things. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming amount of information. Baby steps. That's yeah. how we tackle anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you asked me earlier in the live stream, I'm going to ask you, who Please. is your favorite player? Or what is the player that perhaps most inspired you as you were coming up yeah yeah or well, a handful of players yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm happy to talk about that because i had like some different transitions like when i got obsessed with first playing guitar it was in the early 90s so i just happenstance was getting into the like 90s jam bands and playing harmonica like this band blues traveler blues travel yeah yeah, yeah. so thought, like yeah. that was kind of one of those it was just the timing in my life sure. that led to it more than like them being my favorite band. But at the time, it was right. this timing. That's what was popular. Yeah, and and time. and so that kind of led to it. But then that opened the doors to a lot of other things. But I would say like definitely spent a lot of time with the Allman Brothers, mm. classic rock. So Jimmy Page and the Allman Brothers and the Beatles, which isn't like a guitar hero, but mm. like you know music that I was. Uh, responding to right you know? and it's melodic yeah it's hooky it's got so all the elements yeah yeah, yeah. so i'd say uh led zeppelin and the beatles and then you've got like the bob marley and then i've got 
that jam band, so I've got the Grateful Dead in there. I love that. And when I was learning guitar, Fish was kind of exploding, and I was that perfect college age right. playing guitar, so that had a big influence. And then, you know, Hendrix from the very beginning and Stevie Ray Vaughan from the very beginning. Mm. I, I've i used this answer before when someone says, oh, what's the best guitar solo ever? Because it's yeah, yeah. there's no answer. Yeah, it's hard. But, but I, I do have the one in my pocket, I always say... Uh, SRV Little Wing because the whole thing's a solo right. the whole thing is like the most epic guitar solo the way he crafted it yeah. and yeah there, someone could argue and probably convince me of a better one yeah. and I'd be open to it but like <laughs> since I've had that question thrown yeah, at yeah, me yeah. that's the one that I always have prepared and yeah. then I'd start to you know think about it so uh, I was definitely mesmerized by SRV before I could even play guitar so where it really seemed like magic right you're like look at this like it was seemed like an an impossible thing to do right right so you you know it was godly you and know? he melded so many different influences with the blues yeah so he has the classic rock and the soulful things that he melded with the blues and almost made his own brand of blues right yeah and yeah. and i still know like i bought I think it was Texas Flood. Right. I bought in high school, and I definitely did not play guitar, and I bought the album. I was not ever, was not even a possibility that I was going to be a guitar player when I, and I was listening to that. But there's just the classics, too, you know? Right. Like, and for me, it's Hendrix and the Allman Brothers and the Beatles and Led Zeppelin, mm -hmm. Bob Marley, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead. I love Sly and the Family Stone. Ooh. I always gravitated towards like funky, soulful stuff, even Let's when I was little. Talk about the funk. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I actually, what was cool is when, when I met you for the very first time at that guitar lesson conference. We were all talking about we each had an hour slot that right. we were going to oh, talk. Yeah, it was yeah, a little under an hour, I think. Or what, yeah, 45 minutes like or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But so we each, we're kind of in the little green room and yeah. we're like meeting each other and, you know, what's your, you know, because the titles of, yeah. this, of our <laughs> slots were on there. And, and you uh, were like, oh, I'm doing a funk guitar thing. And I was like immediately like, oh. Yeah. I always think of the guitar world like, in other words, when I saw you, I would expect you to be doing like, I mean, I'm it's total stereotyping, but like finger tapping, shred, yeah, yeah. or well, you know, like that's guitar world, you know, the guitar and I, clinic type stuff. Exactly, and yeah, I don't yeah. mean it as a bad thing. No, the, but so when someone like I see someone like, oh, I'm doing like funk and pocket playing right. and groove playing or whatever, I'm like, oh shit, I want to check this out. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause, cause, uh, and anyone that watches me know I don't do the shred thing, so. But I love it. I admire it. I love it. Same here. I admire yeah, yeah. it as well. But you have such a soulful approach. And all the influences that you just named, what's so funny is I can hear t uh, traces of all yeah. of that in you, you know? And, and, and that's a beautiful thing. But they all <laughs> make, they all come together to make you up uniquely. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Anyone's style is really just how they're pooling from their influences. Their soup. Yes. Their soup that they put yes. together, you know? Oh, a little Hendrix, a little this. And, like, the best players are the ones where it's, like, you can hear it in there, but it's immediately their own. But right. You can hear the, the, the you know, what's in, influencing them, but but you know right away that it's that it's them. And, I mean, Jerry is Jerry Garcia. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. He's, you only need one note and, to uh, know it's him, you know? That's right. So let's talk about that because so many aspiring career musicians are trying to figure out how to develop their own voice. So what would be your... I mean, I know there's no prescription that we can set out. But how, you know, what would be some of the ways that you can find that voice to really be unique and be yourself? Well, I think identifying with 
the things that move you the most, mm. right? Absolutely. Does that make sense, right? What, what we were just saying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. And so, I, yeah, I, it's identifying with the emotional content you get from what you, what grabs you, right? Right. Um, and having that, you know, inspire you, you know, to stay, stay inspired. How it hits you. How it yeah, how it you. hits you. Yeah. And then... How would you call so once you figure that out, let's say yeah. we figured let's you figured it out, it was the, the classic rock, the jam bandy isn't, stuff. Isn't the right? trick though that we're never gonna fully figure it we're out? We're never gonna <laughs> but what's the next step? It's like a journey. Yeah, so yeah. so maybe but you guys like you and I have kind of figured it out our our own unique. No, I know voice. what you mean. I know so what you're what's that next step that we would take or that we have taken? Yeah. It's like serving the music. You know? Great. Yeah. That's it. Like being so, I mean, I think of myself as a 20 year old and yeah, I wanted to be better than that other guy mm-hmm. or I was sizing the other guy up. You can't, I just, there's a competitive edge. Yeah. I, I feel like you can't help that. And right. the younger you are, the more that's just what you're used to. Like sure. from the time of childhood playing video games against your friends, you want to <laughs> beat them, you know? So there, there's the competitive edge. There's identifying with what you But like. what I'm saying is getting beyond that. Beyond and that. serving. Serving the, the, music, the music. Not yourself. Yeah. And so I do like the jam bandy, stretch out jams and all that. So in right. those types of situations, you know, where you're listening to everyone and you're all serving this like greater power. I mean, you know, like when you get lost in that music and you get into that, that other you know, Nirvana or whatever it is. It's the best. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's why we all we all do it to come back to that, like, feeling. And you don't get it every time, but I think it's about, uh, you know, s- serving the music, listening. Obviously, the more, <laughs> I mean, it's like the martial arts thing or anything else, it's like, you know, you learn all the stuff, you learn all the skills, you learn all the licks, so eventually you're not thinking about any of it, right? So it becomes and second that, nature. That doesn't always happen. Right. And there's times right. where you're, I'm, of course, I'm pulling from some, oh, you know, here comes my fast dweedly dweedly lick, you know. But the more you can let it just happen, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what it's for. That's what it's about. I don't even remember what answer, what question I'm answering right now. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, let's talk about cultivating your own voice. But oh, that, yeah, that, right. But that is another component of it. So learn the foundation, learn the fundamentals, get a foundation so that all of the little tricks and techniques become second nature. Now your personality can come through as you're employing yeah, those techniques. Yeah. But you're not just playing it for the sake of doing sweet picking. Right, right. And or, or hammer-ons and poles. Yeah, or, and, and the older you get, the more you want to get away from sounding like just your one hero. That's right. I mean, I'm trying to get practical now, right? Because I see a Absolutely. lot of people that play like a whole run of things that sound like John Mayer. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and, I mean, we're all pulling from that. So I'm not saying, I mean, that's how you do it. But I'd say finding your own voice is, is trying to be open to multiple influences, That's right? right? And I think the younger you are and you get fired up, like I know, like when I'm talking about the 90s thing, it's like, yeah, I'm learning those fish songs, I'm learning those blues traveler songs. I'm, I'm pretty much in a narrow lane to start with. Right. But, oh, what inspired those bands? Oh, the, you know, the dead, the all yeah. brothers. Oh, well, let me let, go to the source. What inspired right. them? Oh, Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters, Robert yeah, Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the, you know, it's a maturity thing and it's, a, right. it's the journey, right? It's the journey. It's the, like... You open up one thing to find that there's a whole nother mystery box. Pandora's open, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't stop. Those and little it boxes. never stops. So the more you yeah. can dive into that. I mean, basically, 
And even like, I love Jerry Garcia, but if I hear someone copying exactly Jerry Garcia, there's no magic. You know, it's like a, yeah. or someone in a tribute band. Right. Or something like, right. which actually is it's, its, it's own cool. skill. It's yeah, because yeah. You, you get to it go back cool. memory lane. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it in a negative way, but when you're talking about finding your own voice, I would say, you know, the more influences that you're pool- pooling from is probably your realistic That's, best bet. There you go. But ultimately, you're trying to serve the music and not think about anything. Good luck. <laughs> well said. I'll let you know if it ever happens. Well said. And I'm leaving that <laughs> yeah, one right yeah. there. That I'll let you perfect. know if it ever happens for me. Perfect I, I answer. I don't think anyone gets there. All right. Well, you heard it from Marty himself. It's a process. It takes time to find your own voice as a guitar player. For that matter, as anything, no matter what you pursue in life, you got to figure out what feels natural and right to you. So that's great advice. Thank you, Marty. Now, on part two of this awesome interview, let's hear a little bit about what Marty thinks of business and marketing and sales and just how did he really go viral? Well, there's more than meets the eye. There's always a plan. There's always preparation. In fact, you know the definition of luck, right? That's when preparedness meets opportunity. Learning the secrets of the industry from the veterans who know it best. Be sure to subscribe to the Career Musician Podcast. So you're in this, I agree, you're in this little uh, competitive but really friendly circle of, you know, high school buds and stuff. And then you go to college. Again, Pops uh, told (laughs) me about your little college stint. Yeah, So you go to college for film. Yeah, because, you know, once again, in senior high school, I've been playing guitar for one year. I'm not, um, oh, Marty needs to go to music school and become a rock star. Like, no, there was no one, me nor anyone else is talking about me going to do music, you know. It was like this new, passionate hobby that girls liked, and I had so much fun doing it. But it wasn't like, oh, what's your dream career? Yeah, who doesn't want to be a rock star? But, like, I didn't. I was very realistic about the fact that it was just this fun new thing I discovered that I was pretty good at. Okay. You know? So you had excelled quickly. Yeah, but I was always known, like, from the time we had camcorders and stuff, I was just, I'm just a, I was a movie geek, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones and um, action movies growing up as a kid. And, you know, I was just super into that. So uh, when I realized that, uh, very young when I realized that there was a person that made Star Wars. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it was you, this thing that blew our minds. You discover the back end well, engineering. Well, I actually learned yeah. that someone came up with it <laughs> and then put it there and changed my life that I was like, oh, I want to do that. This you know, cool. so so I was just inspired in that way. And then I uh, went to a school that was known for like a film program and... I was a film major for two years, but all I was doing was playing guitar. All I was, all I was doing. Wow. I met the the coolest people at the school were that happened to be in the music program. The coolest teachers that would like hang out with you were in the music program. I looked up to those guys because there were some talented people there. Sure. Um, Kip Winger taught a course there. Kip Winger yeah. from the band Winger. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Once again, it was still just a passionate just something I was passionate about. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a music minor just so I can take music classes to learn more about music. Right. Which is a good sign because like, I'm literally wanting more information for my own benefit, not for education. 
just for my own uh, passion and curiosity. And that's the best way to learn. Yeah. Right. right. So I was like, oh, I want to take some music classes because I'll just get better even. And then I was like, there was an amazing guitar teacher there. And uh, it's great because a lot I think about him a lot, and uh, he's never been in a video with me. I mean, I keep in touch with him a little bit, but I mean, we're not. You know, I don't know. Like, I always reach out to him, but he, I think about him a lot because a lot of the fundamental stuff came straight from him. You know, gotcha. that I teach. Gotcha. Perhaps it's, that'll be in the future. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Chris Sherland. Chris Sherland. And Chris he, Sherland. Uh, you know, the other thing is uh, when I was in college and he was my guitar teacher. He's probably like 10 years older than me. And so I looked up to him like that's when I actually saw potential to do it for a living guitar, like and not be a famous like rock star. So I looked at him and I was like, he's in a band. He's in like a professional funk kind of nightclub band. And he told me like, you know, it pays him pretty well. And then he teaches at the college that I go to. Right. He's got a super, I'm going with the theme here. He's got a super hot girlfriend. <laughs> awesome pad with like one roommate, but just killer. He seemed like an adult to me. Sure. Like together, not like a burnout kind of guy. Uh, like not super a professional. Burnout yeah, super yeah, professional. Yeah. You know, taught at the college, gigged, cute girlfriend, killer pad, made a great living. And I was like, dude, that's. That dude's got it. Where do I sign up? Yeah, he's got the life. So, um, so that did open my eyes to 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 that possibility. And I was just, dude. And then I got a college band, and we play at parties and drive up to Colorado and play at frat parties, and you get audiences screaming for you. College yeah. parties, like that's pretty addictive. I mean, I gotta say that was wow. still some of the most exciting performing times and that's the next step in your path yeah and that's really where you cut your teeth as yeah. a professional musician yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. like really started to okay. go beyond like a hobby you know you realized you could be a career musician yeah yeah, yeah I guess so I guess well, so without, I mean, not really no I know what you mean you know but it becomes something attainable but shout out to my college band Steamroller nice yep yep still in touch with all of them are, are they still a band no, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'll uh, hashtag it anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, Steamroller, though. That was just the, you know, 90s jam band, stock, you know, stock band. Uh, That's yeah, cool. we had a great, we had a great time, man. So you're playing the funk, you're playing the rock. Yep. And then, and, and, and then now you start teaching here soon, coming yeah, up Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, basically, before I graduated college, I actually took over for that guitar teacher in the band Excellent. that he was in funk cover band we were talking about the funk yes the funk connection there so all of a sudden i'm like 21 22 maybe 21 and i gotta now learn a couple of sets of funk covers you know and start making some money and being in a band so before i graduated my whole senior year i was already in a pro band like being able to pay my rent and um you know not making i think i was making 300 bucks a week playing in a band in 1996 nothing to sneeze no at. no god no no at the time dude are you kidding i was uh, i lived with some of my other like steamroller bandmates and uh you know the stereotypical college uh, animal house <laughs> kind of thing you know the garage was the jam room the sure. whole you know we were a band the, sure. the whole thing but i i could buy beer for the for everybody i bought the play first playstation yeah. i was rolling in it man but um but basically, because of that, I was not in a rush to go try and have to go get a job. So when I graduated college, which I did end up getting a music degree instead, 
um, as my dad will tell a wonderful story. But uh, <laughs> but I was able to at least pay my rent and not be stressed, you know, about that, like, oh, what do I do with my life? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I could just... But I was already dating my wife at the time. Right. So, like, I was like, I got the girl, I got the gig, I got, you know, I've got... You got some I, income. Yeah, I got some stuff going on. So, so really, from there, I was like, well, I'm going to eventually... I graduated school... Um, gigging on the weekends, so I need a day job. So I'm like, well, I'm going to start trying to teach guitar lessons. Just like my guitar teacher, Chris Sherlin, you know, I basically modeled my initial kind of career just right after him, you know, uh, teach lessons, gig in a band, and whatever other opportunities as well, you know, like he would do sessions and stuff like that. He was an L.A. guy. Okay. Brilliant. Um, So I love this because... Similarly, I, it's a, basically a career musician's template. Yeah, I, I learned the same way you did yeah. by observing others, and then getting to know them and taking some lessons, and then following in that similar trajectory. So that is the path. Unfortunately, as times have shifted, the music industry has shifted drastically. So this is one of the key things I really want to talk to you about in this okay. interview. So now you're gigging, you're teaching, you have multiple income streams, everything's going great. You might be doing some sessions here and there, you're doing plenty of gigs, plenty of... So what was the catalyst that said, okay, I'm going to start doing video lessons, I'm going to jump in on this YouTube thing, Yeah. because let's face it, you've been referred to as the godfather of YouTube guitar videos, and I am certainly not going to contest that. I believe it. So how the heck did you make that transition? Yeah, yeah. And was there an incident? Was there something that propelled you towards that? Or did it just evolve organically? Yeah, yeah. So that time when I first started teaching guitar was uh, about 97, 96, 97. Um, So then cut to moving back to California, getting married, trying to just get something going, um, teaching and gigging and blah, 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 blah. I end up in a band down in San Diego um, that was, you know, a, a great working band. I was teaching lots of lessons. And in 2005, so basically from 97 to 2005, I was gigging nonstop, teaching nonstop. Sometimes I toured, sometimes right. I played with an American Idol guy that we talked about, gotcha. or I was in multiple bands, or all these different, you know, basically just doing that musicians gigging teaching thing and then 2005 I totally fell into um, another gig of teaching elementary school music and that's fun it was great and from that yeah and from that I got a whole new world of like kid lessons that I was giving so like group lessons I was putting bands together kind of like more of a like the lesson thing went crazy once I became an elementary school music teacher because the referrals mm-hmm. of the amount of students I could get from that was like the most amazing like lead generator for 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 teaching lessons so um so really I thought that was my calling and I was good at it so I thought oh maybe I'll go get my teaching credential and become like a full-on because mm-hmm. this was like part-time mm-hmm. I thought maybe I'll become a full-time elementary school teacher even maybe not even music the benefits I can still teach and gig. I could see you. You would yeah. be the epitome of a teacher. Oh, thanks. In that, in that yeah. kind of context. Well, in addition, to I was really doing. like, really like, found this whole new thing in my life accidentally. Basically, this elementary school, like their teacher quit like 
two weeks before the school year was supposed to start, their music teacher. And they pay them through the PTA, so you just need, like... You don't need a teaching credential. I think you just need a music degree or something. Okay. So they were like in a bind and they saw one of my ads for guitar lessons where I said I had a teaching degree because I was like, guitar teacher available, music degree, I can, I'm fun, but whatever. Right. So they were like just desperate and they were like, oh, since you have, you have a music degree, like, will you ever thought about teaching elementary school music? And I was like, no, I've never thought about it, but let me think about it right now. Huh? That could be interesting. And then, so I went... And this was kind of like a whole new world for me. And that's when I started making videos because I had group lessons and it's just hard to give individual attention in a group lesson, you know? Sure. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make like basically a boot camp of techniques that you're going to need. So when you do get that alone time with me, did you watch the DVD I burned for you? You know? Brilliant. So that was the start of it. And that was... Uh, that was probably like 2006. I had YouTube already because I had a baby daughter at the time. She's 13 now. But at the time, I was using YouTube to send videos to my mom of like my daughter taking her first steps or making a funny, cute face. And, you know, the files were too big to email. So I was like, oh, this thing YouTube is like a video hosting thing. So I thought of it as more of a video hosting platform for myself and then the family connected yes and then so here's where we get to the next thing i never had a moment where i was like oh i'm gonna start a youtube business because it didn't exist yet i didn't have that day where it's like oh today now i start a youtube career i think it's important for people to hear that yeah because obviously it's different now now that it exists right it's a thing that people would say how do i do that whereas me There was nothing I was trying to do because it didn't exist yet. Like, mm-hmm. I was that first adopter. I'm not saying I'm the first one to ever do guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not. But there was no, like, thing to copy or want to be like. Right. You just, it was random, you know. But but the epiphany moment was, uh, it was the third week in a row I was teaching this teenager. We were teaching Fire by Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And I'd show up, and I'm sh- any guitar teacher out there or student can relate to the teacher showing up and then the student saying, oh, I had a busy week. I forgot how it went. I'm sorry. Can you show it to me again? And I promise I'll practice this time. So, like, I think it was, like, the third time where he was like, oh, how does it go again? Oh, I didn't practice. I can't remember how it goes. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I said, all right. So I flipped up the, the camera on my MacBook. And I just put it to the, you know, uh, photo booth or whatever. And I just hit record and I played, okay, this one's for you, Colton. This is the fire riff. Here it is really slow. This is what you need to practice. Here's the clip. You know, the whole thing. Stop. And then I told the kid, and his name is Colton. (laughs) And, you know, of course he's like married now. And he's like a little kid. It's crazy (laughs) how much time goes by. But uh, I said, okay, Colton, I'm going to put this on my YouTube channel. And I'm going to put your name in the tags. So when you go to YouTube tomorrow, you just type your name into YouTube and this video is going to pop up. And I'm going to be able to see how many times you watched it. Yeah, it was like literally as simple as that. First of all, that's brilliant. Yep, thank you. But Because <laughs> that's a great way to monitor. As I did it, yes. I had did have a light bulb moment where, oh, shit, I can do this oh, every lesson. Wow. I can do this every lesson. This is easy to do. So then it became more of a marketing tool. Like how am I better and different than other Guitar teachers? Sure. Well, I have a channel that is going to put content up for you individually. So when you go, you know, when you, after the lesson, I'm going to put all the key points of the lesson up on a, on a video so you can practice right along, blah, 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 
aren't I innovative? And then there was uh, one specific moment where I titled the video. I was titling the videos with the student's name because you got to think this is not what YouTube is now. This is like basically a video hosting site. It's a platform to host videos. I'm not, I wasn't make, even expecting other people to watch it. A lot smaller, a lot easier to find stuff. Yeah, and but so if and, you're putting a video with and, a name. But and, even and the, song, the way people consumed YouTube wasn't even the way it was way yet. It, it wasn't now, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I hope I get a lot of views. It was like I'm putting this up for this kid. That you was didn't it. Even think about the no, views. not at all. But <laughs> that was the next. So for me, it was like light bulb pivot. Put a little energy, another light bulb, pivot, put a little energy into it. There was no, like, one moment. And I remind myself now, like, hey, there is no next level. It's like every day is you just keep adding, you know? Those words yeah. from your lips to everyone's ears. <laughs> it's hard work, folks. Yeah, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, youngsters aspiring, it is hard work. There is no magic pill. I don't care what you see from any advertisement or any online YouTube Instagram influencer yeah. it's hard work like you said light bulb moment put energy yeah. you have an idea put energy there's and I've seen people work even harder than I work on things that never were successful so you just never know right so I think one thing for me is uh, well that word pivot like I taught a kid and instead of me putting his name as the first word in the title I put the name of the artist and song first. Just like, not on purpose. There was no, nothing special about why I did it that particular way. But the next day, I mean, maybe it had like 50 views. Like, not, nothing crazy. But like, it had, in other words, strangers' views, right? Mm. So then I was like, oh, well, that's easy to do. I'll just start putting the the names of the artists and the song first, then the kid's name or whoever it was, right? And that was that's called search engine optimization, but I didn't know that's what that was. It was just like, oh, more people watched it? Okay, then I'll do that. And then 2008, the economy crashed. And so I got laid off from the teaching job. Mm. I lost some of the like casual, regular gigs I had. I lost some students. So all these things kind of crashed at once. I don't know where you were during that time, but everyone felt it. Oh, and I felt it. Please. So I was like panicking and I was like, I'm just going to make nonstop videos. I don't know why. I don't know how or what. I just need more students. So the more videos I make, the more known I'll be. Like, that's what I'll do. And so... Great gut instinct. Yeah. And yeah. it was like that, like, okay, I'm free because I have no work right now. What the hell? I'm freaking out here. Okay, I'm gonna make some videos, you know, it, like, yeah. and and then um, from there is when I started like realizing that there was another world that I could start exploring, which is like online, you know, online business, basically e-commerce, mm -hmm. like all these different things that I had never thought about ever. And so from there, it I started putting a lot more energy into learning about that stuff and actually, you know, being able to turn it you know, where I was like involved with different projects and different things going on to, uh, to actually start making a living in that regard. And so eventually, let's say, uh, it was 90% gigs and lessons and 10%, um, online opportunities. Right. And all of a sudden it was, you know, 60, 40, all of a sudden it was 50, 50, all of a sudden it was 80% online income and 20% wow. still gigging out and gigging. And then, me going, oh my God, wouldn't this be crazy if all I did was videos? Like, what would that be like? And then all of a sudden wow. it became true. And so then now, you know, we cut to uh, 2016 when I launched, 
you know, the very first, you know, brand or product that I ran completely on my own, which is Marty Music. So oh, yeah. there's been a whole journey of learning to then get to this point now that's about two and two years or so in um, of, you know, kind of trying to do it on my own. Once again, let this be a lesson to us all. It takes time. You have an idea. You have to cultivate it. You have to put in the energy. You know, nothing's going to happen overnight. Uh, and people, like you said about that popular meme going around, people don't see the blood, sweat, and tears that's going into yeah. the project. Yeah. They just see the reward, you know, benefits of yeah. it. Yeah. But they don't see the work that you're doing. So that being said, if you don't mind, let me ask you this little question. How did you figure out, because it seems like, to many, it seems like a, uh, its own algebra equation of itself, the Google ads and all that stuff, and, and how to monetize that. This, did that yeah, take yeah, you yeah. a while to figure that out? Did you study some of that on your uh, own? I never, I mean, honestly, there's lots of trial and error. I yeah, never okay. was involved in like Google AdWords or anything. Okay. I, I know, I mean, I know a lot about it, um, just from being in what I do. But I've never uh, personally been involved in those. Okay. Um, I've always been involved in just like kind of the organic, the organic tools to you know utilize like the the free platforms. Like Excellent. I mean, obviously it started with YouTube. Sure. But the thing, sure. one thing I do want to emphasize, and I think we got the gist, is that like every I would experience something and react to it. Okay. And try and look for openings. That could just give me the next step. So, so like, you know, this thing, I'm so grateful to have this thing going now, but it was just not planned out, you know. Trial and error is a yeah, great way. not planned out. That, I mean, that is... I literally awesome. thought, oh, the more videos I make, the more gigs I'll get, you know, or the more <laughs> students I'll get. Like, it was, like, really... Right. Um, ended up being way better than that. But you mentioned it to me too earlier as well. You were talking about analytics, and it's important to, to study the analytics a little bit, see where the holes are, yeah, see yeah. where the potential for. So it seems like that's something you do. Uh, create on a heavily room. study analytics. Oh, okay. And then that the other thing is uh, uh, Marty Music. You know, I do, I run it, I own Marty Music, I run it on my own, um, but I do have smart people. Um, that have guided me and helped me. And then I have a network for my YouTube channel called Maiden Network. And they're in Nashville. And right. they're all young in their 20s. And so, like, I met them a few years back. And they really, you know, when you have that next generation who grew up with this stuff, right. you and I are pretty similar in age. Yeah. Where we right kind there. of, we're, yes. like, young enough when the internet blew up to, like, adapt. We're, but, like, our parents. Yeah. Like, but also. That, but we're not fully immersed. When you look at, like, like your, I know, oh. you, your daughter, or like, yes. my kids, or, like, these guys that oh. I work with in Nashville, like, they grew up with iPhones. Like, they're they, little computer geniuses. Yeah. My kids yeah. don't even know that there weren't cell phones at one point. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, or, like, iPads or whatever. Right, right, right. Or YouTube, even. Right. Like, they don't think about when YouTube even started. You know, to them, it's always been in existence. YouTube's it's a here. thing, you know. So, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know where I was going. With and, that. Well, it's like right. the difference between washing your clothes down by the river, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so using a washing machine. But I've talked to. Are you familiar with Justin Sanderco? He's uh, kind of the British. Yes. Well, he's actually from Tasmania, but he's lived in London for probably fifteen years. Right. Or so. And he's got like Justin's guitar. Justin channel. guitar. Yeah. yeah Justin yeah, yeah. guitar. So, right. so we're friends, and right. and we he actually started before me, so I'll give him credit oh, that very, he was like 
when I first saw him, I couldn't have even imagined being at the level he was at when I first saw him. Wow, look like at millions of views and like. But look at what you've built it to now. That's I know, amazing. no, I love remembering back on that. Amazing. Just like really, I mean, I still we're friends and I admire him still. He's awesome. Right. But I just remember back then, like he was like I just couldn't even imagine what that would be like. So once again, for our listeners, let that be hope. Oh, yeah, If yeah. you look at something, you think, oh, man, that's just unattainable. Don't, you know, uh, my wife always likes to say, um, you know, being optimistic and wrong is better than being pessimistic. Oh, for sure. And wrong. Does your wife listen to these? Uh, she absolutely, so she helps me, yeah, she listens. What's her name? Uh, uh, well, she goes by Lola, Nomad and Lola. Lola? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Lola. <laughs> Hope I meet you sometime. Shout out, absolutely. Thanks for editing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks for taking good care of uh, Nomad over here. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. And, and that's what, let's talk about that, Marty. So, sure. I was going to ask you a little bit, and I've already delved through, but uh, principles and methods. And I, I, here's why I was drawn to you at the conference, the Guitar Lesson Conference. That was fun. I met you, and I, and I, and you you never know how people are, are going to be, especially if there's a li- let's forgive me if you don't think of it this way, but especially if there's a little bit of celebrity status, right? Okay. Whether you want to admit that or not, there's some celebrity status because of what you've accomplished online. Okay. So you never know. You think, oh, well, I don't know how. So I'm going to be really polite and just stand up, but I'm not going to go overboard. My point is, you were extremely down to earth, kind friendly, easy to hang with, and it seems like that's part of the formula that has helped the growth in what you're doing. And, and, and I'm going to call it your brand because it is, but it's also so damn genuine, bro. Thank you. It really is. Well, I will say, it's very kind of you, man. I appreciate it. It's always weird uh, when someone tells you you've got a great personality. It's like, <laughs> How do you answer that? You know what I mean? Like, Is that a compliment? Uh, yeah. Well, he's got a really great personality. Like when you're trying to set someone up. And set someone up on a date? Yeah. Hey. Look, I... I uh... I appreciate everything you said, and because this is a business I've been doing 10 years, I've heard multiple times about my, you know, that personability and right. all that. And I will say I taught thousands of lessons right. uh, before I was ever on a video, plus I liked film. You know, I had, so I, that helped. I was totally into, like, interested in that. So there's all these little things that I just probably just... It's like a perfect combination for my little skill set right. to do what I do. Like right. more than you know, uh, certainly you know, fits me better than being a sideman or mm. uh, you know, I'm not as deadly of a guitar assassin as you know someone like a Tim Pierce to be a session guy. Like you know, there's just for whatever reason, I just uh, path of least resistance for what my skills are is where I'm at, but. Mm. The mission statement for Marty Music, which is not changed, uh, was just the most authentic version of myself that I can be. And so that's the whole mission of, you know, when I'm in the videos, I've been doing it a long time, so I'm comfortable trying to be myself. But literally, it's the mission statement is the most authentic version of myself and education, right? So, like, yeah, it's a business, videos, all these different things, but if I just strip everything down to what the core is it's education it's not creating music or creating art it's literally i'm following a path as an educator and yeah it's fun and there's jamming gigs and different things but it's literally like it it all gets stripped down to to that and then just doing it i teach the way i wish someone would have taught me that first time that's it that's it whether you whether i 
you know, like Berkeley School of Music think, mm-hmm. would think I should be more strict or should follow this curriculum, this or that. That's just not what my mission plan is. And also most most of the, you know, most of my viewers are, are, are hobby, fun time guitar mm-hmm. players. I totally get it. And that's who I embrace, you know. All right. I love the fact that Marty tried to avoid business school and sales and marketing classes and all that jazz only to become the online guitar YouTube guru extraordinaire that he is. I mean, that's kind of ironic when you think about it. I guess my takeaway is that sometimes you got to do the things that you were never really drawn to in the first place, but you have to find a way to make it work for you. And then, of course, following up with the time. He put in the time. Remember, going viral doesn't happen just instantly. And as I say these words to you, I'm telling myself, we have to put in the work, the grind, the hustle, the daily discipline. You're listening to the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. So I, I love it. Your business, your mission statement speaks volumes about you, and you you have uh, upheld it to the highest standard. Thank you, Nomad. Absolutely. So listen, now let's talk about again principles and methods. What do you think about your business acumen? Because obviously, like you said, this is a business. Yeah. Uh, so how do you feel about? You know, let's put it this way. I I probably started playing guitar and became a music major to avoid. Sales and marketing. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. met my dad. Yes, who is, is a sales, sales and marketing. marketing guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for whatever reason, I was trying to avoid business and a businessman. Oh, I'll be a musician. That's not business. You know, like sure, blah, sure, blah, sure, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. But no matter what it is, it's sales and marketing. If you're a That's professional the, uh, guitar player, it's sales and marketing. In fact, I tell people, you got to get as good as you can get it on guitar when you're still like in high school and stuff and your parents are supporting you because once you have to support yourself, it's not going to be a lot of time to practice. So you got to be good, then learn the, the what what the real game is, right? That's right. You just have to be in as a, and I'm, yeah, especially as like your field, professional guitar player, right? Right. It, the chops are a given, man. You have to be good that, at it. That goes without saying. So that goes without yeah. saying. So now there's a whole world that exists which boils down to sales and marketing. Sorry, I hate it. Hate to mention it to, to you artists out there. But, yeah, um, true. but man, once I embraced the concepts of sales and marketing, which you can do in an authentic way and with uh, character and with morals and ethics, you can totally do it. But shit, man, you gotta, you gotta understand it. You gotta study it. I mean, right down to one of my first marketing lessons was accidentally titling that video with the song name first uh, that was that's marketing brilliant yes, you know? yes but but it's just embracing things that, that work but yeah man it is everything is sales and marketing i mean dating being single is sales and marketing like that's uh, a great analogy good i point. mean it was all you know instagram facebook social sales. media is marketing sales. you're marketing your fake marketing. your fake life or whatever yeah you know? you're, you're, or like your ideal brand. life oh, yeah, yeah. Good life. so that's that's marketing so I mean, unless you're Prince, you know, or well, actually, Michael, Michael Jackson was a brilliant marketer, and Madonna was like one of the greatest marketers. And so of was all Prince time. too. Prince, the too. mystery was the thing behind was his the marketing, marketing. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah. but what I'm saying is like, yeah, unless you're like, you know, just people are just throwing themselves at you, you know, which is pretty rare. Yeah, then, then right. it boils down to sales and marketing. And I, I'll tell you, man. I mean, you know, the people that are the richest are certainly not. Uh, scale it's like talent to how rich you are I mean not by any means 
um, or even talent to how many gigs you get. There's so many factors. That's right. And, I mean, no one likes an asshole anyway. <sighs> so, like, yeah, someone like Prince or James Brown can get away with it. But yeah. when we're talking, like, a few bill- you know, billions of people on Earth, and we're talking about one out of a billion can get away with it. Right. <laughs> seven billion. <laughs> yeah. Seven billion now. Seven yeah. billion, yeah, with a B. Yeah, so, and, and the amount of people using the Internet is growing it's exponentially. Intense, right? Like, in, in, uh, I was just, like, learning about these, these stats, like... Like, pretty soon, over 6 billion people will have access to the Internet. So, that's a great point. Uh, Speaking of the marketing and everything, how do you stand out? Now, you obviously have established a brand. Yeah. What are you working on in the future without divulging too much, of course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you say, oh, I'm going to do this. This is going to help me create more of my unique I like talking about the future. The future's fun. Yeah. It's unknown, you know, and it's the exciting part. It is exciting about our jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I learned that I am thinking of this brand as education. Right. So for me, it's where and how are people learning Mm -hmm. and how can I stay at the forefront of where education is going through the Internet? Mm. Um, So like I'm really just trying to reach more people and like my channel's free. I mean, yeah, I sell Mm -hmm. stuff on my website, but I mean, literally my lessons are completely free. So um, it's really about keeping the guitar alive, making it as easy as possible for for anyone that wants to be able to play, to play. And I'm sure there's going to be some crazy technology coming um, that I, you know, I mean, none of us could have predicted, you know, Napster and MySpace and stuff when it happened, but then it opened up all these new ways of thinking. And Mm. like, I grew up with a skill set where my perfect job didn't even exist at the time of me fantasizing about what to do with my life you know when you put it in that context that's pretty mind-boggling it is like thinking about like oh well i really like playing guitar uh i really like video and movies and editing and you know and and i'm i like teach i'm you know i'm good at teaching kids like and all these things you know it's like oh you should be a youtube guitar teacher i mean that didn't exist well let's develop the platform first (laughs) i did think way early before youtube though about like having like a cable access guitar show mm-hmm. or like just, mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking, God, you could reach so many people through, through the internet and through. So, so you your know. beacon was on that path. You were, you were a good forward thinking. Oh, I was definitely thinking about video and I was thinking more of like cable and wasn't mm-hmm. totally thinking of YouTube didn't exist. And I was already, do you remember Esteban? Of course. With the home shopping network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's basically what? way back then. Marcelo's in the yeah, background yeah, laughing. Yeah. yeah, no, it's so, true. So we're talking way back when I was a guitar teacher, but YouTube wasn't big. That's and video right. wasn't like a normal thing that you could share easily on the uh-huh. internet yet, you know, video that's files. Right. So when Esteban was like peaking on, on home shopping network, all that stuff, I was like, shit, wouldn't it be cool to have like a like a normal dude doing that? Like the cool, like normal guy? Like the Jack yeah. Black guy. Yes. Right? Yes. So like I was thinking way back then about that. Wow. Like because Esteban was like a character. And I was like, there needs to be the like college dude or what? Like, you know. Regular Joe. Me. It was me. You. I, it was, Regular yeah, Marty. Yeah. I, for me, <laughs> anyway, in my mind, it was me. But you, but you, dude, you successfully stepped into that position, filled it and knocked it out of the I park. I definitely visualized 
being Esteban, like, but the cool version, like, authentic me, but like in his... I'm giving you some dap. You accomplished it. It's crazy. You did it. It is crazy because uh, when I was thinking it, it, YouTube didn't exist, right? So I'm like, I could do that. I want to do that, but like be the my version of that. And then when I see someone say, dude, you're you're like the new Esteban or like, I would just, Esteban's so cheesy. I um, love that. But, or the, yeah, just, I I was definitely visualizing that. Think about it. Everybody always says kiss, keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. Right? What you're doing, you're keeping it so simple so the masses are attracted to it and your average guitar player who just wants to jam around as a hobby doesn't feel intimidated and can learn. Yep. It feels like they're learning from their best buddy. That's what I, yeah. I mean, like I said, I tried to do what I, what I, what I know would have worked with me. Yeah. That's an easy, like, concept to always go back to. Like, Love it. Yeah, it's, Love it's it. Easy as can be. So, not strict, not, like, always, uh, let's have fun, you know, like, just, right. you right. know, a relaxed atmosphere. Whereas, like, Justin, in, in a totally fine way, because yeah. there's people that prefer that. Right. A little more proper guitar instruction, you know? And that's his... Yes. And the great thing about the technology with YouTube and the whole th- advent of apps Very is that cool. there's lanes. Yeah. There's multiple lanes and we can all drive in whichever lane we feel most comfortable. For right? sure. For sure. For so, sure. So listen, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Okay. I want to I hear your thoughts really quick about endorsements. Musicians, especially young career musicians, always ask me, hey, Matt, how did you knock down this endorsement deal? How did you link up with this company? Blah, blah, blah. And you have a really unique approach with endorsement deals in that you don't do them. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, which, maybe by the I, way, I respect. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe, yeah. maybe it's not in the traditional sense. You know, I think it's um, fantastic. The fact that I'm a music educator, um, I just feel like, of course, you know, I'm going to develop relationships with companies. I'm going to have preferences mm-hmm. to guitars I like and gear mm-hmm. I like and all that. Um, but I've just tried to keep Marty Music uh, agnostic is the term that I I, uh, I didn't actually come up with. My team helped me come up with that. But um, gear you know, agnostic, yeah, I like it. yeah. <laughs> just in just in other words, uh, you know, since I'm in this guitar world, I I don't want to you know be limited. Uh, by a deal where you know I can only play one kind of guitar, right, or or something like that. Now, um, there's brands that I am collaborating with, but I think just because I'm in this kind of uncharted territory with that, like you know, like rock stars have signature guitars, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the endorsements are a big part of, of of a different kind of world that I'm in. Right, I'm in this other weird thing. It is now, nice. I guess yeah. they call it influencers now Influ- and all that. Influencer, yeah, correct. you know. Yes. Um, but Which, by the way, most influencers are shoving brands down people's necks all the time, you know? So, yeah. again, it's refreshing the approach you're taking. Well, I uh, I have relationships with, with the companies, and none right. of it is under any kind of exclusivity. That's great. And it's only stuff that I would use normally. And, you know, any piece of gear I, like, talk about or demo, people are just assuming I'm getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. But I actually haven't been. Um, which I've is, watched a lot of your Thursday Which I'm years. thinking maybe yeah. I should just get paid for it. <laughs> people think I am already. Well, we'll see how that, see how that <laughs> No, works. no, but, but really it's agnostic. And then when I, when I, any gear that I do cover, like, I'm never telling, well, one, I'm not ever demoing stuff that, like, I think sucks. Mm. So stuff that hasn't been good you've never seen. Like, maybe mm. I've gotten <laughs> stuff, and if you haven't seen it, then, then I, it, yeah. I didn't like it or it yeah. wasn't for me. Sure. 
Um, sure. And I'm just not controversial, so I'm never going to be like, this sucks, Fender sucks, Gibson sucks, what are they thinking? Like, I just, that's just not what I do. It's like, basically I'll be like, here's this piece of gear. Why don't you let me know what you think of it? I'll make it sound as good as I can. Right. You guys tell me what you think. But I think that attributes to, again, your great success because mm. of that. Yes. And, and I do believe in a, in a society where conflict is so rampant and everybody wants to have, you know, confrontations. I think it's nice to play, yeah. to play the role you're playing. Be like, yo, it's cool. Yeah, yeah you it's know, fun. We, we, we all have, try our, mo- you we try all have our moments, yeah. though. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, all, yeah. we all get a little... All right. Someone could hit my button. You know. <laughs> Speaking of moments. Yes. Perhaps one of your most memorable moments mm. in your career, mu- musically speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're asking me. Yes. What, uh, did you meet a hero? Did you have an amazing uh, conversation? Yeah, you know, this one, this one slipped in one of the other... The, I've, I didn't mention this one in okay. another one, which, I, which some of my family was like, I can't believe you didn't mention that, is that I uh. um, jammed with Blues Traveler. Okay, that's freaking killer. And so I can yeah, sit yeah, there yeah, and be yeah. like, yeah. you tell your 18-year-old <laughs> self that you're going to be up there fucking jamming with wow. them? Like, you know, How old were you at the time? No, I, it was oh, like two years ago. I'm saying so, if okay. I could go back if in you time go back, and tell my 18-year-old like Marty, self. Like Marty, what's his name from uh, McFly? Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. If I could go back in time to like my senior year of high school and I'm like kind of playing some harmonica yeah. licks, I'd be like, you're going to freaking... Uh, you're gonna trade licks with Blues Traveler. You're gonna actually blow them away. Like you're gonna go up there, and you know. And then I got to say, like, hey, you guys, you helped start this whole thing, a journey of mine, you know. And actually, John Popper, the lead singer, was like, oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> like in, in a facetious yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. god, you started, you start like, in other oh, words, that's funny, right? I can sure. sympathize. Oh, you're a musician now. Oh god, sure. poor you. Right, like, how, right. How dare I? You know, I feel bad that that, that I set you on that path. And, uh, like, and I was like, no, it's all right. Things are going all right. Good, yeah. He had no idea like what I. Oh, uh, that's funny. They yeah, they really were not hip to YouTube at all. I mean, it was through okay. a f- connection that I had. Sure. Um, their mentor was one of my teachers in college I I worked it out but I got to go up there I picked the song so I got to pick which song I wanted to play oh that's beautiful traded licks you know he's jamming on harmonica I was playing you know playing licks back and forth with him and and, uh, so that was just like full on as full circle as you can get and I've had some other like big audience gigs you know like uh, stadium kind of gigs but I don't know man like being up there with the band that made you want to that kind of started it for you and to like be a peer got an impact and to be a yes. peer like I made it all the way right. to the point where we were on the same level you're not together. a fanboy. yeah you're yeah. a peer wow or That's like or, or like I could completely hang musically like it was a very natural thing right you know right and so yeah it, it doesn't get more what do you think Mark it doesn't get more, for, more more full circle than that that was an awesome moment yeah. That's yeah. incredible I now, when you posted that yeah. That's incredible. Now, speaking of, of, of which, you you know, jamming and having great times, you just did something at the Iridium in New York City, Your which home. was really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you, do you see more of these live gigs happening for you in the future, or are these just random things that pop up it's every now and It's definitely in the random category. Okay. Um, a good buddy of mine uh, uh, lives up in Northern California, and he... Uh, as production manager for Phil Lesh, the bass player from The Grateful Dead. And oh, nice. They have a venue up there. And so I just went up there uh, two weeks ago and for the weekend and jammed a bunch. That's nice. Played some gigs. Um, but that was because there was just an opportunity um, that sounded fun. Excellent. Um, so I don't see... it. Man, the traveling... I mean, the gigs are fun, but 
the amount of time I need to make videos like really suffers. And yes. that's like the most important, important thing for me. That's right. Um, so it's a balancing act and I am, I definitely uh, will be out there more than I have in the past. Sure. And I really enjoy it, but I also have to know like what is the most pro top priority is videos. It reaches uh, a thousand, ten thousand more pe times more people. Funny you brought that up. Yeah, I hope my numbers are pretty close or, or updated. But right. I'm pretty. I'm, I mean, almost ninety nine uh, thousand followers Instagram, almost three hundred thousand on Facebook likes. Yeah. You know, I mean, your numbers are strong, bro. You're almost at a million subscribers on Marty Music. In two years, yeah. Which I had never this is done anything like that before. Okay, uh, so in closing, yes, with these stats please. in mind and your, your workflow, which I love, these Thank principles you. and methods that you adhere to on a regular basis, wrapping this all up in a beautiful bow, what are the words of wisdom that you're going to give to the person that says, I want to do what you do, man? Um... I'll, I'll, I'll have to tell it more in an analogy. So at the Iridium gig, a guy came up to me and he's a jujitsu teacher. Hmm. And he said, I want to do what you do, but, but with um, jujitsu, jiu right? So yeah, I'm going to take it out of the guitar thing. Sure, sure, sure. And what I said was, one, there's probably more room for growth and capturing a, a, an audience on Instagram right now. Mm -hmm. You want to do all the platforms, right. but maybe Instagram's like your entry, like mm -hmm. the thing you want to put the most time into. But basically... You can't like, you know, one, your first video you ever make is not going to be your best video. So you have to keep making stuff. To accept that. To get, to get better at it. Mm. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but really, have, however, little, however little views it gets or however millions of views it gets, have it serve an immediate purpose like in your life. For instance, you're a jujitsu guy and you have this arm bar that you want everyone to be working on. When you make that video that, yeah, you're trying to reach millions of people, make it so that it's immediately for your class. So you're going to be getting benefit from it. Also, if you're a blogger or trying to do something entertaining, make that content for your group of friends, in other words. like with you, with Have the concept of who you're making it for because if you can make your group of friends laugh, then that means that you're doing something right to reach the bigger people. So I, I guess it's it, that kind of means like, Looking at it small with a purpose, no matter how small or big, have it serve some utility purpose in your life. Um, you know, so like if you're a guitar teacher with students, make it so your students can see it and then hopefully more people watch it. Does that make sense? I think it's brilliant. And yeah. I'm smiling ear to ear here because I'm sitting on the couch of your set of your live streaming <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah. And you did exactly that. Yeah. So not only does he teach it, but he lives this stuff. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. what you do. Yeah. So I just feel like, I don't know. I just always feel bad for people that like are like working so hard and like nothing's happening. I, I have mm. a sensitivity to it especially mm -hmm. like if i'm giving them advice mm -hmm. it makes me feel partially responsible you know excellent yeah <laughs> uh, uh, so so that's another thing is like have it serve a purpose like that no matter how big or small that reach is going to be like you know maybe it's just a funny video that starts off making all your family laugh you know like right. have it serve a purpose that way you're not as like oh god it didn't get any views or it didn't the business didn't start the way I wanted it to, you know. It doesn't like, become as daunting. Yeah, though. and you're not as disappointed because you're like, it's serving a purpose and then you're just trying to, t like, I remember getting 100 views and being like, whoa, like, that's a lot of views. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how people get 
500 views, but man, 100 views is great. Oh shit, I got 500. I'm part of that crew. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but uh, but uh, but it's like yeah. you know, and but then you you're have like, to start somewhere. Well, this one only got 10 views. Oh, because, and I, why did that one get 10 views? Oh, I said some, I criticized someone, or you know what I mean, like whatever it is. Hey, this one got a thousand views. Why? What made this one get more views? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. You know, studying what's working and what's not, but it has to just serve. It has to like fulfill you in some way or fulfill some purpose for you. Otherwise, you're just going to feel empty because it does not happen overnight. You know. I love that. Yeah, Marty, you have epitomized. Yeah, man. This. That's the form. double high five. <laughs> double high five. Thank you so much for yeah, being a, a guest on the. Thanks for having edition. me. And so once again, from your mouth, Marty Music found everywhere. Yes. Right. MartyMusic.com. Marty Music on YouTube. Uh, you know, Marty Schwartz on Instagram, Marty, Marty Schwartz. Schwartz on Facebook. Right. Um, you know, a plethora of fake ones out there, you know. And uh, Okay, so don't fall for the fake yeah. ones. This is the real deal, Marty yeah. Music. Well, just look for the gray beard because <laughs> that's the current version. <laughs> hey, man, I love it. I love it. Thank yeah, you so much, version. brother. Yeah, man, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right. Great episode with Marty. So much information to ingest here. I don't even know where to begin, but you know what? I love the fact that he says, make it your own. Your first few videos might suck. It doesn't matter. Keep doing it and make something that feels right for you. So if you're going down the road of creating social media, online videos of guitar instruction or any other type of music-based media, that's the lesson. Just do it. Start somewhere. It will evolve and get better. By the way, Marty has a brand new signature series, Looper Pedal, that's out. You heard the man, Marty Schwartz and Marty Music. Go get your swag. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. This is Marty's father describing what Marty, how he landed on guitar. Beautiful. So Marty didn't really start playing guitar until he was a senior in high school. And uh, it was just a hobby, but his true passion always was making movies. Ever since he was 10, 11 years old, he had a video camera in his hand, and, and he was Indiana Jones. So inevitably, he... At one of the high school college nights, we wandered upon a school, the College of Santa Fe in New Mexico, that had a Sony film lab, so he decided that would be the, a good place for him to go. And Marty uh, went there to study film. Now, you don't really get into the film school until your junior year. So I remember Marty calling me right before the start of his junior year and says, Hey, Dad, guess what? I go, What's that? He goes, uh, I didn't get into the film school. I said, what do you mean you didn't get into the film school? That's why we sent you there, and that's why I'm writing these tuition checks. He says, well, maybe it was the interview. I said, the interview? Like, well, tell me about the interview. He goes, well, they said, Dad, why are you so passionate about film? I go, well, what the heck did you tell him? He goes, I'm not. I go, why did you say that? says, well, because I told them then I'm passionate about music. So they said, you better go over to the music department immediately and audition because this is a performing arts school and there aren't very many openings and good luck. <laughs> All right, that's a nice little cameo from Marty's dad, Steve. Again, you never know where life's going to take you. So just go with the flow, right? Marty started off as a film student. 
Now he's one of the world's premier guitar instructors. So just go with the flow, baby. Go with the flow. The career musician nomad. That's a wrap for today. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe to the Career Musician Podcast. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Thanks for listening to The Career Musician by yours truly, Nomad. I just wanted to say that The Career Musician is now a member of the Pantheon Media Podcast Platform, which is an independent network of podcasts digging into music, culture, and technology. Also, if you go to megaphone.fm, you can stream the podcast, download it from whichever platform you choose. Thanks again for listening. Now, darling, you'll be fine. I'll be back this way sometime until then, baby. Don't you cry. Hi, I'm Joe Quazala. And I'm Kristen Studdard. And Joe and I, we're both comedians based in Los Angeles. But we're also the hosts of a podcast called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? Much to my chagrin. Right. So here's the deal. The subject of our show is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, a bizarre institution that I know everything about and have been a fan of since I was a little kid. And that I've maybe never given a second thought to. And if I did, I thought it was pretty lame and also bad. But... But over the first year of our show, I have forced you to think about it quite a bit. Yep. That is the premise of our show. Joe dragging me into conversations about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And now you don't know what to think. Maybe, maybe you've even started to care a little bit. Maybe. Strong. Maybe. Still leaning. No. But I do care about our show, which is really more than anything just a conversation about music. And I do really like music. Right. It's it's really a show for people who love music. And we just use the hyper-specific lens of the Rock Hall to talk about it. And what's also fun is every week we have different guests. Sometimes they're from the world of comedy, sometimes they're from the music world. Yeah, like the comedians we've had on the show include Jimmy Pardo, Karen Kilgariff, Greg Barrett, Rhea Butcher. And then the music people we've had on, well, we've had people from the actual Rock Hall nominating committee like Roy Traken, Bob Merlis, the legendary record executive, and inductee himself, Seymour Stein. It's called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Go ahead, give us a listen. Who knows? Maybe Who Cares About the Rock Hall? will be you cares about the rock hall. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.